Live. Welcome CTN to the platform tonight. May God richly bless each and every person watching right now in Jesus' mighty name. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. These times call for that in Jesus' mighty name. Charlie Kirk tweet, kind of the theme of the show tonight. Those who make you believe absurdities can make you commit atrocities. It always begins with the absurdities. I wrote a list. Masks, double masks, N95s, vaccines, vaccine passports, eat bugs, slaughter the unborn, defund the police, grab your guns. Truth equals disinformation and disinformation equals truth. These are the absurdities. There's many more. I could have written a list of 30 and I just wrote a list of six, seven, eight or nine, whatever it is. But that is the point. This is this this is the point of all that they do. Those who can get you to believe absurdities can get you to commit uh, atrocities. You think about abortion in and of itself. That is, they just the the absurdity is that that's not a person. It's absolutely a person from the moment of conception. It can be nothing else but a human being. But they they move in with the absurdity. They preach and they gaslight and propagandize the absurdity over and over again. That where we've now reached the level. To the place that we have reached now, 41.2 million babies butchered in the womb every year worldwide. Just remember that. That's the theme. We're going to use that slide a few times over and over again throughout the uh, podcast tonight. Cernovich tweet, speaking of absurdities, Cernovich, yeah, Cernovich tweet, we need a tweet. There we go. They always deny it's happening, claim they are being threatened due to misinformation, and then it's revealed their actions were occurring and are indefensible. Let's leave this up. Lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. 2 Corinthians 2.11. It really is always the same, same pattern. Mike Cernovich lays it out right here. They always deny it's happening. They always deny, deny, deny. Once it's found out that, they, that it is happening, they never retract the denials. They never come up to a podium and say, I was wrong. I was lying. Whichever is applicable. They never do any of that. Just like Fauci, he's been wrong about every last thing and and was responsible for the actual formation, the actual creation of COVID-19, but has never come up to a podium and said, "Um, I was responsible for that. I was wrong about masks. I was wrong about vaccines in that they don't stop transmission or infection. And I preached for uh, 18 months that they did while somewhere in the neighborhood, it depends on who you believe and what, what, uh, what graph you look at, how five, they're saying 5 billion people have received that vaccination. But they never actually come up to a podium anywhere at any time and actually say I was wrong. They then, they then deflect to another, uh, another measure. They claim they are being threatened. So they, they don't ever come up and say they were wrong. They just deflect to now we're receiving threats. The FBI is doing that right now. The FBI is saying that they are receiving threats. We've never actually seen a manifested threat. They've never put out an email showing that they're being being threatened. They put a they put a fence around because they are the the hierarchy. It's not hypocrisy. It's hierarchy that you are not allowed to have a wall. But the moment Nancy Pelosi is threatened, she builds a 10, 15 foot razor wire uh, uh, fence around the Capitol with machine-fed machine guns all around her, the FBI allegedly being threatened. They build a fence around the FBI headquarters in D.C., but this is what they always do. And there's no actual, there's no actual proof of any threats. They just say they're being threatened. The FBI is yet to produce a threat. They say they're being threatened because of how they're handling 1-6, because of the raid at Mar-a-Lago, and, but yet they never actually produce any threats. 
They never have come out and said they were wrong. They've never come out and said that there were FBI agents and federal agents in the crowd on 1-6. Never come out and been transparent about anything. They just deflect to the threat. Claim they are being threatened due to misinformation. And then it's revealed their actions were actually occurring and are indefensible. Reading the subtweet, wow, they did 177. This is from Boston, Boston General. While Boston Children's Hospital, while they did 177 double mastectomy surgeries and approximately half of them. So, you know, if you bring out about half of them, so we'll say 90, 80 or between 80 and 90 and 80 or 90 were on girls 15 to 18 years old after they've said that they have never. This is Boston Children's Hospital after they have said that they have never done a double mastectomy or what they call chest surgery on on a minor. So after they've said that they've never done any of these surgeries on minors, then it gets exposed that they have. They've never gone back to a podium and said, we bullface lie. They say, you know what? We are now being threatened. Here's a Media Matters video, very unusual for me to show a Media Matters video. They actually believe they're running Matt Walsh down, but they actually proved my point. Play for me, Will. Today on the Matt Walsh Show, children's hospitals around the country are butchering, mutilating, and sterilizing their young patients. According to Boston Children's Hospital, literally every toddler who has ever been born or will ever be born is trans. Now, if it seems like they're casting the widest imaginable net in order to catch the most children they can and put them all on a path to sterilization and butchery before they can even talk, well, that's because that's exactly what these monsters are doing. And they've done it up until this moment without much resistance from the public. But that has to end. We have to stop making it so easy on them. And that's why I'm in the very early stages of trying to organize a national coordinated effort to fight back against this evil. You know, it's really just a matter of where do we begin? Maybe we begin at Boston Children's Hospital. Boston Children's Hospital says its staff is being threatened and harassed now after far-right activists on social media posted misinformation claiming they performed gender-affirming hysterectomy procedures on young girls. The hospital says it's not true. They do not perform those procedures for anyone under the age of 18. Boston Children's Hospital says it is proud, though, to be home to the first pediatric and adolescent transgender health program in the United States. The hospital, though, now is working with law enforcement to try to better protect its staff in the face of these lies. So Media Matters is actually saying that Matt Walsh threatened Boston Children's Hospital. There is no threat. Then Boston Children's Hospital says that they're receiving threats without actually ever displaying any threats, ever manifesting any threats, ever showing anybody any of these threats because there are no threats. And if you notice, again, Media Matters was acting like they were proving Matt Walsh wrong by showing Matt Walsh accusing Boston Children, Boston's Children's Hospital of performing mastectomies on people under the age of 18. Then you have CNN come in, or MSNBC, I can't remember which. Which one was it? CNN say, you know what? This has never happened before. Two days later, well, now it's come out that it happened 177, well, 177 times they've done it, and about 90 of them, 80 or 90 of them, were from, from uh, were done on girls ages 15 to 18. So there's 50 or 60 times that they've done these surgeries on people under the age of 18 or more, so they're all bold-faced liars. CNN never comes out and retracts. 
Boston Children's Hospital never come, uh, comes out and retracts. CNN, I bet you will say that they've been threatened and will build a fence around CNN. Boston Hospital, Boston Children's Hospital will say they've been threatened probably build a fence around them and receive government funds for the fencing. It's just all bull-faced lies straight from the pit of hell. As children are having their breasts lopped off, their penises lopped off, lopped off, their testicles lopped off. You're like, Tom, this is Christian Television Network. You're a pastor of a church. You know what? Truth is truth. People have testicles, they have breasts, they have penises, and they're being lopped off at the age of 15. Nobody should be, if you want to do that when you're 18, fine. You're an adult, you make a, you make a decision, you have the right to make a decision. But that should never be happening to somebody under the age of 18, ever. Where I'm at, Christopher Rufo tweet, Boston Children's Hospital is promoting. So they said they never do any of these things. But yet they're promoting a program called HOT in which adults teach minors how to tuck a penis with medical tape so it looks like a vagina. After you have been on hormones for a while, things will shrink and become more comfortable is what they say. Do you want to, you want to talk about Mengele? Nazi party Mengele. There it is right here. That's from Boston, Boston Children's Hospital. I didn't, I didn't even put up the graphic slide. This is the nice slide. They actually have a graph that shows people how to tuck their penises using surgical tape between their legs. These people are Goebbels. This is medical experimentation. So is the vaccine. Vaccine tested only on mice is now being mass distributed throughout the country, throughout the world. And the, the actual experimentation is on the people that these medical procedures are being done on, vaccines, puberty block, blockers, and having their breasts lopped off. Nobody knows the long-term consequences of these things. Here's a, here we go, Billboard Chris video. A good portion of children do know as early as from the womb. This is from Boston Children's Hospital. And, the, and this woman comes from cost just like an art church pastor who's, who's watering down the gospel with glee that they are a good portion of children do know as early as from the womb, from the womb, that they are transgender. Play it for me. So most of the patients that we have in the GEMS clinic actually know their gender, usually around the age of puberty, but a good portion of children do know as early as seemingly from the womb, and they will usually express their gender identity as very young children, some as soon as they can talk. They might say phrases such as, I'm a girl, or I'm a boy, or I'm going to be a woman, or I'm going to be a mom. Kids know very, very early. So in the GEMS clinic, we see a variety of young children all the way down to ages two and three, and usually up to the ages of nine. When they come into the clinic, they'll see one of our psychologists and we'll be talking to them about their gender, we'll be talking to their family about how to best support that child and how to make sure that that child has the space and support to explore their gender and uh, do well throughout their development. And we'll be answering any parent questions. A lot of parents do have questions and so we answer those questions. The biggest piece of advice I give parents uh, who are coming through the gender clinic at Boston Children's Hospital is to just be supportive. Um, sometimes you might not understand Understand. Sometimes you feel like you don't know the terms or you don't kind of get exactly what the child means when they say that they might be this gender, but the biggest thing you can do is just love your child and support them and just allow them to express themselves. That's the biggest protector as well against negative mental health effects such as depression, suicidality, anxiety that we worry about for our gender diverse kids and young adults. So that support from a parent is one of the best protective factors and one of the best things they can do. And just remember, Boston Children's Hospital came out and said they weren't doing any of these surgeries to anybody under the age of 18. Have yet to retract that statement, have said that they're receiving threats, and there are absolutely no threats manifested or shown, no threats proven at all, and then you have videos like this, 
where these where you have a Boston Children's Hospital psychologist telling people, you know what, just be supportive. You know, here's my support. If you're a guy, you're a guy. If you're a girl, you're a girl. There's my support. It's as simple as that. And if you want to lop off your body parts, you will do that after you've moved out of my own home and you're 18. Now, here's another one, Matt Walsh video. Here's an interview, interview between Democratic. If you're wondering, and I'll just lay this out for you. For the, for the Democratic Party Christians that are watching this right now, understand this is what you are voting for. Your party is no longer the uh, pot-smoking, legalizing marijuana party. That's not who they are anymore. They're not the, the liberal, allegedly compassionate, save the whales party. They are progressive they are leftists. They are progressive globalist leftists who want you to show your papers, who want to control the media, who want to have a disinformation governance board, who want to slaughter the unborn Democratic Party Christian, slaughter the unborn to the tune of 41.2 million babies per year worldwide. And they want to lop off children's body parts. And they don't even know long term what this is going to do to people. They want to give people bu uh, puberty blockers, the same ones that they use to chemically castrate rapists. They want to inject into boys who are 14 years of age. That's your party, Democratic Party Christian. And here's an interview between Democratic Party Congressman Dan Frankel and Dr. Gerard Monta Montano of the Children's Hospital at Pittsburgh. Play it for me. What does gender-affirming care look like for a five-year-old and then maybe for a 10-year-old? That's another good question. So for a five-year-old, there is no medical intervention for a five-year-old because none is necessary. What we do for a five-year-old is that we refer them to a therapist to help them explore their gender identity and to make them feel comfortable with how they feel about themselves. Now for a 10-year-old, that really depends on where they are in puberty because for some people, especially those who are assigned female at birth, they might start having signs of puberty and then there is discussion on whether or not pubertal blockers may be warranted for that individual because they can become really distressed if they're starting to develop secondary sex characteristics that really distresses them. So it really depends on where they are in puberty at 10 years old. When would hormone therapy tend to be introduced and how do we know that that's safe? So another good question. So according to the Endocrine Society guidelines for working with transsexual individuals, they recommend that the age is 16. There's a lot of discussion about surgical options. Um, uh, when does that become part of the discussion? And do all trans people seek surgery? Another good question. And so for, depending on the type of surgery, but for the vast majority of surgeries, they are not done until the youth is 18 years old. The only exception is top surgery, in which sometimes that is done earlier. And again, that is a intensely personal decision uh, between the child, the family, and the doctor, and the surgeon, and the mental health provider uh, to see if that is the right path towards them. Whenever a Democrat is trying to obfuscate on a question, they always address the question. Thank you, Congressman, for that question. Another good question, the doctor says let me just throw this out to you i put this out on thursday i believe i just want to put this out again number of pediatric gender clinics in 2007 on the top and then number of pediatric gender these are gender clinics these aren't pediatric like all children's hospital these are gender clinics pediatric gender clinics number of pediatric gender clinics in 2022 so you're looking at the we had two 
15 years ago, and now we've got about 150 to 200. This is all part of the globalist agenda. Understand, Tom, you tie everything in with the cabal. That's because it is all the cabal. If you lop off sexual parts of people, breasts, penises, vaginas are technically lopped off too, sterilizing, taking out hysterectomies on 14-year-old girls, you will lower the Earth's population. That's part of the cabal. It all is. Create, create COVID-19, that lowers the Earth's population. Create the vaccine, which lowers the population 50, 60, 1,000 times more than COVID-19 or a million times more. That's the point of it all. Everything they do lowers the Earth's population. Abortion lowers the Earth's population. Create very dangerous borders, lowers the Earth's population. Have a World Economic Forum attack another World Economic Forum member. Zelensky versus Putin lowers the Earth's population. Cause people to starve to death. 300 million people starve to death because of first world lockdowns lowers the Earth's population. It's all about death. He was a murderer from the beginning. These people are of their father, the devil, and they want to carry out their father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning. John 8, 44. This is what these people want. Where am I at? Robbie Starbuck? In this video, Christy Olazensky, PhD, she PhD, admits that Yale Medicine is treating kids as young as three years old in their gender journey. Play it for me. I'm a clinical psychologist by training, and I am the director of the Yale Gender Program, which is an interdisciplinary program working with gender expansive individuals, three to 25, and their families. We um, help individuals who are questioning their gender identity or who identify as transgender or non-binary. We help them with their gender journey, um, thinking through that, thinking through the risks and the benefits of uh, medical intervention, uh, starting medical intervention, um, and also building supports around them. And I love what I do, so it's really, really wonderful to to be working in this field and to be working with individuals who are gender diverse and gaining their support and helping them on their gender journeys. So just, you know, just feel at ease that millions upon millions of your taxpayer dollars because Yale has, you know, like a foundation that has mil billions of dollars in it. That's millions and millions of your taxpayer dollars and many other contributors to Yale in that so that they have a, a, a pedi Yale pediatric gender program. So whenever you see your tax dollars and all of those students that have attended Yale that will now have their student loans forgiven by the Biden administration to the tune of one to three trillion dollars that it will cost us in a country that's already $31 trillion in debt. Know that a lot of that money is going to the Yale pediat pediatric gender program so that they can teach young men and women to lop off their body parts and take chemical castrating drugs so that they can, you know, address their gender problem that they have, which basically every kid is, is at some point has said, I want to be a girl, I want to be a boy. Not every kid, but a lot of kids have. And then you have, you have this wacko, Mengele-style PhD come in, Christy Olazinski, say, hey, you know what? I, I noticed that, that you're three years old, and you said, mommy, I want to be a boy. You know what? We'll eliminate your vagina and lop off your breasts, and we'll give you a hysterectomy. How's that sound? That sound and you'll be a boy. They'll never be a boy. There will never be a boy. Just remember what Charlie Kirk said. They want to make you accept absurdities so that they can commit atrocities. They have got the absurdities. 
They got that down. All the churches are afraid. That's why all the churches is gleefully strapped, masked on, and locked down. All the churches are afraid to address the sin. The churches won't, won't say that homosexuality is hellbound sin. They won't address the lie of transgenderism because it's a bold-faced lie because they want to accommodate because they believe accommodation is love instead of the Bible being love, which is preach the word instantly in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. A mask is a lie, you tell them it's a lie. A lockdown is a lie, you tell them it's a lie. You're a girl and you're calling yourself a boy, that's a lie. That's what you do. That's what, well, the pe- people won't accept it. They won't come to our church. Then they don't come to the church. Jesus died alone on the cross between, three, between two criminals. All of his disciples left. You may have to stand alone. It doesn't mean that you're wrong. It doesn't mean you're, you're not Christ-like. Woe to you when all men speak well of you. For so did their fathers to the false prophets. Luke 6, 26. That's just Jesus speaking, Christian. Lips of TikTok video. Teacher explains how to queer the classroom. Play it for me. I'm in my classroom getting it ready. We are officially one week away from having students back in our school. I've been getting a lot of questions about how educators can create queer, safe, and inclusive classrooms for LGBTQIA students, so I thought I'd give you a couple of ideas. One of the most impactful things you can do, in my opinion, is show your pride. Even something as subtle as a little rainbow flag or queer resources for your students lets them know that you're a safe person for them to come to if they need. On the first day of school, or whenever you do introductions, make sure that you give students an opportunity to tell you what name they'd like to go by and what pronouns they use. Sometimes these things don't match with their official school records. Incorporate queer authors, artists, historical figures into your lessons. You as a Christian, first of all, should not have your child sitting under the tutelage of this gay man. Tom, you know, you you shouldn't say things like that. It's not loving. Who told you that wasn't loving? Galatians 5.19 1 Corinthians 6, 9, and 10. Revelation 21, 8. They'll all tell you that homosexuality is hellbound sin. And you don't think that it's right to say that it's hellbound sin because if you call it hellbound sin, it's not Christ-like? You shouldn't have your child sitting under a noticeably gay man. And not only that, it wouldn't be, I wouldn't necessarily care if he was gay, but he is pushing the gay agenda. He's pushing the gay trans agenda. You, you should never have your child in that classroom. Number two, you should call that man that which he is. You know, and it's, and it's no different with any other sin, but you call that man that which he is. You, I, you are gay. That is, that is hell-bound sin, just like heterosexual sin of fornication, sex outside of marriage. You say what's true. It's not about accumulating humanity into some giant church and having everybody agree with you and believing that's Christ-like. The bigger crowds you have, the more Christ-like you are. It's exactly the opposite. You preach the word and let the crowds come or go as they see fit. You say what's true. That's being a Christian. That man is preaching hell-bound sin and trying to indoctrinate kids into homosexual sex and the lie of the transgender agenda. That's what he's doing. It should be called out by black robe pastors and every pastor, every evangelist, and every Christian, and every Christian leader should be a black robe Christian or Christian leader. John Cordillo tweet. Golfer set to become the first man, you hear this now, thank goodness John Cordillo speaks the truth. Golfer set to become, most Christians would accommodate this man by calling him a woman, thinking that it's Christ-like to do that because it's kind. If you are lying, it's not kind. Even if the person you're lying about considers it to be kind. You cannot contradict the word of God and be loving. 
You cannot have a gay choir director in your church and think, you know what? Thank goodness we are so accepting in our church that homosexuals feel feel uh, safe and secure. For homosexuals feel comfortable in our church. Listen, everybody should feel safe. Nobody, no harm's going to come to anybody. But they shouldn't feel they shouldn't be they shouldn't be in a conviction free service. Thank goodness he says this this will get you removed off social media. This is noticeably a man. And by the way, he's a fully penis man. Golfer set to become the first man to win ladies PGA Tour. Again, harking back to Charlie, Charlie, Charlie Kirk's tweet. They get you to, to, to accept absurdities so that they can commit atrocities. This is all the way there. Go to the pick for me, Will. There you go. I just want, that's a man. That's a man who simply lopped off his hair, put some earrings in his, in his ears, and is now competing on the women's golfing tour and is set to win a championship. Set to become the first man to win the ladies PGA, to win a ladies PGA tour card. Yeah, I bet you. Because he can drive the ball 300 yards and compete against people who, can't, who, are, who are driving the ball 200 yards. Lady, uh, Lucky Lady Fox 9 video, Pride member exposes LGBTQ map flag. Play it for me. So apparently I've been living under a rock for the past few years because there's a thing called a pedophilia pride flag. Now this flag doesn't come as a surprise to me at all because I halfway expected pedophilia to be legalized many years ago because Democrats would stoop so low to be inclusive to everybody. So this right here is the pedo flag. The technical term of this flag is MAP, which stands for Minor Attracted Persons. Now, the fact that this flag even exists is disgusting in itself, but once I actually look at this flag and look at the colors, it disgusts me even more. So here's a breakdown of what the colors mean on the flag. The top two stripes are blue to represent attraction to young boys. The bottom two stripes are pink to represent attraction to young girls. The inner yellow stripes are to represent childhood and general attraction to minors regardless of their gender. And the middle stripe is white to represent innocence and unwillingness to offend. How disgusting. Now this man comes from the gay community, but he's basically a part of the Gays Against Groomers Coalition. I have no problem. Listen, it's between, it's between you and God. You're going to die and go to hell if you're homosexual. Simple as that. If you're living a homosexual lifestyle, you're going to die and go to hell for it, just like all those who are having sex outside of marriage heterosexually or lusting over pornography. They're going to hell too. I'm an equal opportunity offender because I preach the word instantly in season out of season, reproving, rebuking, and exhorting with all long-suffering doctrine, 2 Timothy 4.2. But he's pre- what he's telling you is this. What they're doing is using the trans agenda. Going back to the Charlie Kirk tweet, I told you I was going to use it a lot this show. They want to make absurdities normal so that they can usher in atrocities. So what they want to do, and that's why they have drag shows in front of children, twerking in front of children, men with all their stuff hanging out, twerking in front of children, drag shows and drag strip clubs and drag drag strip tees in front of children, drag uh, uh, story time hour in libraries. It's all to normalize aberrant sexual behavior. Now that again is normalizing an absurdity so that then you can usher in the atrocity of pedophile sex crimes. That's what it's all about. Just like the mask is a precursor to the beast, drag queen shows for kids are, are, is, is, is normalizing absurdity to usher in the atrocity of pedophile sex crimes. That's what it's all about. Here's some more absolute stupidity for you. 
Army creating first tactical bra for female soldiers. That's what our that's what our military is on and about doing right now. You have Vladimir Putin uh, invading Ukraine. I don't buy into the whole Ukraine agenda. Not one dime should be sent there. But that's what they're, that's what they're on and about doing. The CCP is readying their armies to take Taiwan. But don't worry because we have Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and all of the female generals who couldn't who could not at all would have no chance at all of actually traversing. An obstacle course on Paris Island. No chance, no choice, no, no chance at all of doing that. But yet Biden goes ahead and, and continues to promote them general after general after general that's female, who's 50 pounds overweight and can't do one push-up. But don't worry, as the CCP now has the largest Navy and, and most technically suffi- uh, proficient, advanced Navy on the planet, bigger, their Navy's twice as big as ours. Their army is way bigger than ours, allegedly are in possession of some manner of nuclear weapons. How tactical we, they are, we don't know yet, of course. But don't worry, because we are developing a tactical bra for female soldiers who should never fight in combat. Oh, there goes Tommy's a massage. Sorry, you're a female. You should not be fighting in combat. If you can't do the exact same things that a male soldier can do, which you can't, then you should not be fighting in combat. It's as simple as that. Not to mention all of the extras that goes along with that with rape and with, with male and female relationships behind, you know, behind closed doors in the military should never be happening. Here's our military. These are pics of our soldiers right here. There you go. That's what's happening in our military. By the way, every last man in that picture is a man dressed up as a woman in a United States military uniform. Go to the next one. Here's some more for you. There's some more men dressed as women in our military's uniforms. You can see the insignia, insignia one of them's U.S. Army, very clear. That, that's the status of our military right now. Alex Brucewitz tweet, speaking of the status of our, of our current administration in the White House, I don't know about you, but I would much rather have Donald Trump have access to the, speaking of the raid of Mar-a-Lago, nuclear documents than this guy, Sam Britton, who's in charge of disposing nuclear waste inside of America. This guy, right there, guy, who also likes to dress up as a dog, as a dog for sexual reasons. And has, and has put tons of pictures of himself out doing exactly that. Dan Bongino video just pretty much sums it up perfectly. Play it for me. I'm going to play for you a video. The video first is a Russian recruiting video for their military. Followed up by a recruiting video our Department of Defense thought was a great idea for our military. Folks, you can hear it on audio. Obviously, the beginning's in Russian. So if you're listening on radio to the show, just know this. It is a rough and tumble video showing some serious Russian operators getting ready to do violence like that. And then you'll hear our recruiting video in English, obviously, after that. Check this out. Что ты знаешь о себе? На что ты способен? Вопросы могут остаться без ответов, но разве ты знать себя, познать границы своих возможностей? К черту границы, а без боя нет победы. Но на самом деле... Главный враг – это задача выследить врага, догнать его, превзойти, стать лучше, чем он. It begins in California with a little girl raised by two moms. I also marched for equality. I like to think I've been defending freedom from an early age to marry my other mom. With such powerful role models, I finished high school at the top of my class. And after meeting with an army recruiter, 
I found it. A way to prove my inner strength. I'm U.S. Army Corporal Emma Malone Lord, and I answered my calling. Status of our military since Joe Biden has become the fraudulently elected president of the United States. Back to our originating tweet tonight. Those who can make you believe absurdities, we just saw with our military, can make you commit atrocities. Speaking of that, let's go to this one. ZN2 video, Dr. Paul Alexander. Play it for me. So I asked him, I said, so Dr. Redfield, can you tell me, can I, can I get an example of the science and the studies that the CDC um, used to make that social distancing six feet, et cetera? And uh, he had come to our office to have a discussion with a couple of my bosses. And I was there in part of the meetings. So I was walking with him after the, the, the meeting. And um, he looked at me in a, in a, and, and we got along well. And he chuckled and he said, Paul, science, this, this is para what he said, science. Uh, there was no science. We made it up. And I was stunned. I stood there and I looked and said, oh, Dr. Redford, what do you mean made it up? And like, I was laughing. And he said, well, you know, some people talk 12 feet, some said nine, some said one, some countries talked about three feet. It looked like six feet would have worked. And uh, so we went with six feet. And um, when I started to share this information that I was so stunned and I couldn't understand how United States, we made a six-feet policy that businesses closed forever because of the six-feet policy. People couldn't hold on in their businesses to have six feet between the 12 chairs that they had in their restaurant. They had to close. And those, some of those business owners self-harmed. We knew because the data was coming from the states up to our office at HHS first before we wound it up to the White House. And I can tell you, they have business owners that committed suicide. Because of that six feet rule, it eventually destroyed their lives and their livelihood. And the reality about it, even Scott Gottlieb, I believe, not I believe, I heard him say that once in a press release recently, more recently, that the six feet rule was arbitrary and just made up. So I was vindicated because that was the fact. And it's really shocking that the CDC, et cetera, made policy like that that affected the lives. It was not based on science. When Dr. Walensky came on the news last week, week before, and stated that, you know, CDC, we made, um, at some point she said really um, dramatic. So as I've told you, the six foot rule was strictly arbitrary. It was made up. Scott Gottlieb was actually present when it was made up. He's the, he's the COVID expert on, C- on MSNBC, who is now on the board of what company? Very strange, very strange. Former, and by the way, former head of the FDA and now on the board of Pfizer. Very strange, isn't it? That the, the FDA receives about 50% of their finances from the companies they regulate. And now Scott Gottlieb is now on the board of Pfizer BioNTech. It's just, it's, it's, it's literally like, like, uh, like Secretary of Defense Austin, he comes from Raytheon and is right now probably putting together contracts, multi-billion dollar contracts for Raytheon that when he's done, because he'll, they all come in for three, four years and then leave, and then they'll go back to the board on, of Raytheon and enjoy the contracts that he himself set up for himself. That, that's you, you, Anybody who thinks the government is pure, and I know that I'm preaching to the choir right now, you are absolutely deceived Our government is beyond corrupt. We're just as corrupt as Ukraine. Just as corrupt. We just hide it better. And I say we, I mean they. 
The six-foot rule was completely arbitrary. It was made up out of thin air. Robert Redfield, who was the head of the NIH at the time, National Institutes of Health, of which Anthony Fauci worked for under the NIAID, it was just made up. And as, as the doctor said, Paul Alexander said, this caused people to commit suicide. There was churches all around the country with those stupid little adhesive stickers in all the grocery stores you put up, stay six feet apart. People lost their businesses for forever. And all the other, the compassionate people, the even the compassionate evangelical Christians. I, you know, I just don't understand why it's such a problem for people to stay six foot apart. Oh, because it destroys their businesses for life. It was a business that their great-grandfather owned, then their grandfather, the father, and then passed on to them, and now it's closed for forever. Of course, you don't care because it doesn't affect your bottom line. You won't care until it affects your bottom line, until your child is affected, until your husband is affected, until your wife is affected, until somebody loses their job or commits suicide in your own family. But you're allegedly the compassionate ones. You're only compassionate in your own self-impulsive way. But this is what this has caused. The suicide rate went through the roof because of this stuff. 60% of COVID of businesses that closed during COVID, the COVID mitigations will never reopen again and are not reopening again. KevinBLiar.com video, two weeks before the pandemic started, the government, NIAID, and Moderna signed a confidential agreement. Very strange. Glenn Beck on Tucker Carlson. Play it for me. We didn't know anything about this in December. We were starting to get rumblings. China said there was some sort of an outbreak on December 31st. But Peter, De I'm sorry, not Peter Daszak, Dr. Barrick signs a uh, government um, deal with Moderna. I want to I read it exactly to you. This, this deal was uh, made, it's confidential, it's 100 and, I don't know, 58 pages long. Um, it is, if I skip to page 104, they are entering a specific private confidential agreement. The NIH appears to be transferring technology to Dr. Barrick, but th what they're making clear is, quote, mRNA coronavirus vaccine candidates developed and jointly owned by NIAID and Moderna. Now, this is weird because it's two weeks later that we know there's a problem. They sign that deal two weeks before, and they sign it with the doctor who happened to be a partner with the bat lady in Wuhan. Here's where it gets really dark. These are the same group of people that in the end of January begin to have meetings and they shut down and begin to smear anyone who's looking into the lab right. leak theory. They, they establish that's not true, don't even look there. It, it appears to be collusion. I, you know, we've passed this on to several people in uh, Congress and the Senate. We know Rand Paul has, is on this and Dr. Fauci has some answers to give. Now, as I've been saying over the last 29 months of 15 days to flatten the curve, actually less than that, with the rollout of the vaccines, I've been telling you now for two years basically, that the Moderna and the NIH are partners. You have a private company in partnership with the federal government, the NIH, National Institutes of Health, of which you have the NIAID, where, that, where Anthony Fauci is over the NIAID. Understand that they're partners. What does that mean? They share patents. They share profits. When Anthony Fauci is testifying 
in front of Rand Paul, the Senate subcommittee, and refuses to answer the questions about royalties going to NIH members. It's because they are receiving profits off the vaccines that their federal government are mandating onto you. Understand the level of corruption here. So you have that bucket. Next bucket is that they were working on a COVID vaccine two weeks before COVID was ever discovered, allegedly. If you, if you are still somebody who just thinks, you know what, I'm going to wear a mask because I'm going to be compassionate on everyone, you are an idiot. You're either stupid or ignorant, and they are two very different things. Pull it up and look at the definitions. And then you have, this again, this is many different buckets. Then you have the NIH sending its information to Ralph Barrick, a private scientist at the University of North Carolina who is sharing that technology and sharing those viruses, sharing that gain-of-function research with Dr. Xi at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. So obviously, you have collaboration. Obviously, you have collusion between the United States government, the UNC, Ralph Barrick, Dr. G and the Wuhan Institute of Virology with gain-of-function research. NIH has removed the term gain-of-function research off of their website. Very strange that that occurred. And then what they do is then they, then they orchestrate a bold-faced, propagandist, lying, gaslighting article in the, Lancet, in the Lancet saying that. And the Lancet has since come out and retracted it, but they should have known better to begin with. One of the most foremost medical journals on the planet, The Lancet, comes out and says it's impossible that it's a lab leak theory. Just like you had all of the former intelligence officials, 50 of them, that come out and say the Hunter Biden laptop is for sure Russian disinformation. If you believe a word from anybody who's labeled expert, you're a fool. Study to show yourself approved. This was all orchestrated. They knew about COVID-19 two weeks before anybody ever heard the term coronavirus, probably because they were at event 201 in October of 2019 with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, with Pfizer, BioNTech, Moderna, all the major bankers, the CCP, and, or, and, and it was all put together by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation in coordination with the World Economic Forum. Very strange, isn't it? Well, yeah, but I'll just take a vaccine that they tell me to take. Truly amazing to me. And I just got to put this out like I always do. I will never understand if you look at Pfizer and they don't want to release their vaccine development data for 75 years. Pfizer, who is pro-abortion, an international uh, leftist conglomerate or, uh, uh, organization or company, noticeably leftist, goes to the World Economic Forum, plays a part, is, is, a, is a player at Event 201, and then all, and they're, so they're pro-abortion, pro-gun grabbing, pro-homosexual, pro-transgender, pro-defund the police, pro-Hillary Clinton, pro-Joe Biden. All the Christians say that they're against anybody who's pro those things, but then you take their vaccine and you take their medical advice. You strap masks on. At the order of a pro-abortion, a pro pro-transgender, pro-homosexual, pro-socialist person, expert. 
All right, Dr. Anastasia Maria Lopez, is that where I'm at? Good. The UK government quietly banned mRNA vaccinations for children under 12. As the United States and Canada, so you have Biden, leave this up, Biden and Trudeau are both, that now it's been, all, I guess you want to call it, legalized. Not one of them. We don't have any FDA approved vaccinations. I've already gone over that at nauseum. But these, because it's such an emergency, remember Anthony Fauci's latest video, we had to get these vaccinations out because it's such an emergency. Where? Where are all the bodies? How is this such an emergency that you don't have time to do human trials? So you have it injected into eight mice for Pfizer, 10 mice for Moderna. For Pfizer, the COVID-19 was never introduced to any of the, the mice in the experiment. So lo and behold, none of the mice caught COVID. And COVID was introduced to the 10 mice in the Moderna experiment. And all 10 caught COVID. So then now, the, but these, these vaccinations are for not for uh, juveniles. This is for your quintuple vaccination. Quadruple is not enough. This is for the fifth vaccination. That's, that's going to be the, is going to be the final one. It's not, they don't even say it's going to be the final one. I'm making that up. But as, as you have the UK government that is now outlawing vaccinations, uh, mRNA, all mRNAs, that's AstraZeneca, Moderna and Pfizer, now all outlawed in the UK, outlawed. For, uh, who are now legally prohibited, even if they consent to have the jab, for anybody under the age of 12. Those same exact vaccinations are being pushed, pimped, and whored by Joe Biden and Justin Trudeau, Canada and the U.S., for kids six months old to five. Same exact vaccinations. Why are they banning them in, in, in the U.K.? And we are pushing them in the United States. Ban versus push ban versus propagate why is that happening because of the science how is it how is it scientific to inject a child with a vaccination to stop an infection they'll never get whether in, in the vaccination doesn't even stop infection doesn't even doesn't even stop transmission it makes absolutely no sense let's go to the next one chuck cholesterol tweet just putting these out of the breaking report here's another one Sometime I'll, I may sick my producer Aaron on this and we'll put, out, put together a whole list of what we've done over the last six months of all these COVID deaths. Because this is another one. This is not a repeat. Another Baltimore, another 16-year-old. Baltimore 16-year-old Randleston High School football player collapses and dies after suffering medical emergency during practice. And as Chuck Cholesterol says, every day now, it is. I don't necessarily want you to be the Twitter wonk or vaccine wonk or COVID wonk that I am, but I can tell you because I do hours and hours of research every day, every day, reading articles, pulling everything for this podcast. I don't get to hardly anything that I bring in here. This is happening in mass every day, every day. We've never seen 16 year olds drop dead. It's usually a national story. Number one cause of death. I know you've heard it before. I just have to put it out there for the new people that are hearing it. Number one cause of death in Alberta, Canada, that's a huge province in Canada, is unknown. Sad, sudden adult death syndrome for the first time is now an acronym in our society for the first time ever. When did that start? Uh, 2021. What started in 2021? The rollout of the vaccines, of course. Dr. Gina uh, Rand uh, tweet, Rav tweet. That's actually Real America's Voice. So Dr. Gina shocking as we predicted here it is oh i don't i don't understand why people would be upset about about me putting on a mask well this is the reason why 
If they can get you to accept the absurd, they can get you to the atrocities. As we predicted, all masks test positive for titanium dioxide. By the way, you're not supposed to breathe in, just letting you know. You know, cop, 25 years, pastor of a church. I don't have any scientific expertise. However, I would tell you that breathing in for eight, nine, 10 hours a day, titanium dioxide, a group 2B carcinogenic, probably isn't a good idea. Compassionate mask wearers. The best lowest contamination has more than five times the acceptable limit. And acceptable means what? Who knows? Maybe for 15 minutes, and people are wearing these things 24 hours a day, driving around in their cars alone with masks on, sucking in titanium dioxide, a group B carcinogenic uh, substance. Oh, and by the way, you are forcing your kid to breathe it in too. Exactly right. Let's go to the next one. What is the mortality rate of myocarditis? I've been wanting to get to this, so I have a few minutes left and I want to get to it. Myocarditis is actually treated by the experts and the propagandists and the gaslighters as something very minor. Yeah, 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 lots of people getting myocarditis from the vaccine, but we've saved them from COVID. So you, a kid who's 18 years old gets myocarditis, but you save them from a disease he'll never get never be hospitalized from, and never die from. But what's the mortality rate of myocarditis? Immediate complications of myocarditis includes, I won't be able to pronounce a lot of these, ventricle something, left ventricle aneurysm, CHFs, dilated uh, cardiomyopathy. The mortality rate, listen to this, is up to 20% at year, at one year, and 50% of people who get myocarditis are dead within five years. Did you know that? Did they tell you that? They, they tell you, they propagandize, they gaslight you, they lie to you. Gaslighting means to repeat the lie over and over again in a great volume, in a, a large amount of repetition, so that eventually the lie becomes the truth. So they sit there and they tell you that myocarditis isn't a big deal. Uh, 50% of people die of it within five years. Despite optimal medical management, overall mortality has not changed in the last 30 years. They have no answers for myocarditis, none. So you inject a kid to save them from a virus they will never die of, they get myocarditis, and they have a 50% death rate in five years. That makes a lot of sense. These are the people who allege to be the purveyors of science. Don't believe me? Here's another one, KevinBLiar.com video. Oh my gee, about 50% of athletes in the Big Ten have had cardiac scans and have myocarditis. Play it for me. So, Kirk, you're probably the most uh, qualified physician scientist I've encountered for talking about pediatric uh, damage to the heart associated with both the virus and the vaccine. Um, are, in your opinion, if we have the mandates deployed in the state of California that Governor Newsom has signed into law, are we going to see significant numbers of death in, in damaged hearts in California from the vaccines? Well, I, I, th well, I, I think depending on how many people they get to take it, um, yeah, I think the number is just a numbers game. I think as you look around the world, we're getting down to a number of somewhere between one and 3,000, one and 6,000. If we allow those kids to stay active and play, I think there's a lot of myocarditis that is under the radar. 
a recent study on uh, elite athletes out of the Big Ten showed that when they looked at the, the cardiac MRI of the elite athletes, almost 50% had, or around 50% had um, myocarditis that couldn't be, wasn't known by symptoms, um, but was seen on cardiac MRI, and that puts them at risk for sudden death. Uh, so I, I think that it, as we ramp this up for really um, to try to get everyone like the mandate in California to get you have to have a vaccine in order to go to school, then I think by what we see around the world, then the numbers of myocarditis cases will go up and we may we may have an increase in sudden cardiac death associated with myocarditis just in kids playing on the field. So you are injecting elite athletes in the age bracket of 18 to 20 against so that they can continue their athletic career. I'm not saying they never should have taken it. They never should have taken it. And if they had parents that are advisors in their life, their parents should have pulled their heads out of their rear ends and told them not to take it. But it, it's so important that you throw a ball or that you get a degree from some convoluted, horrid institution. A reprobate mind institution. So important that you inject your kid so that, or you inject yourself so that you can continue on in an athletic career or continue on in a job. And you're 18 to 20 years old. You're 30 years old, 35 years old, 40 years old, 50 years old, 60 years old. 99.99% survivable virus. A kid in college is seven to 20 times more likely to die of the flu than COVID-19. Never had to take a flu shot ever. And, and why are they having to take these? To prevent transmission and infection using a vaccine that doesn't stop transmission or infection. So you have elite athletes taking a vaccine they will never need. And, it does, and by the way, it's not a vaccine that does anything but harm. It's so hard to even talk about it because it makes absolutely no sense because they're getting you to accept absurdity so that they can usher in atrocity, which is what's happening here. My producer Aaron actually brought this up. So you have 50% of these Big Ten elite athletes being tested for myocarditis, 50% being 50% came back, those tested, 50% came back positive for myocarditis. Which means, I don't want to prognosticate this, but according to the data, that means within five years, 50% of that 50% will be dead. For what? For what? A 99.9% survival virus that the vaccine doesn't stop? Why are they being injected? By the exact same people who want to lower the Earth's population, who hate humanity just like the devil. You want to talk about something really sad? There's the military stats. Play it for me. Roll out of the vaccine. Reports of myocarditis increased 2,800%. Cancers by various types uh, increased 300 to 900%. Infertility, both genders, uh, increased 500%. Miscarriages increased 300%. Neurological disorders increased 1,000%. Demyelinating disorders increased 500%. MS increased 600%. Guillain-Barre syndrome, 500% increase. HIV, 500% increase, and pulmonary embolisms, 400% increase. And that is just a short list of the most alarming findings in the DMED database that he, uh, he just discussed. Now, this is all current. This is all current. This is, what is today, the 10th? So this was that, that was, I got that about a week ago, so that was September 3rd of 2022. This is all current. 
in our military. Now, what I want you to understand is, and I know you've probably heard this before. These are DOD statistics. This is coming from DMED. This is irrefutable, indisputable information. There is no way to call this propaganda. There's no way that you can be banned for misinformation, although misinformation means that you're telling the truth because, again, gets you to, upset, gets you to accept absurdity to usher in atrocity. In our military, and to understand the data, this is comparing 2021 and 2022, comparing that to 2020, 2019, 2018, 2017, and 2016. Very strange that in 2021, cancer's up 900%, infertility up 500%, miscarriages up 300%, neurological disorders up 100%, 1,000%, HIV up 500%, strokes, pulmonary embolisms up 400%, dim disorder, I can't say the word, up 1,000%, uh, Guillain-Barre syndrome up 500%, MS, MS, multiple sclerosis up 600%. All for people giving them an injection against a virus that they will never catch, never die of, and never be hospitalization, uh, hospitalized for. This is why you must stand and call out lies where they are. Love you all. God bless you. So why give to the TLP? It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. But that's not the end of it. Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burned again by a yoke of slavery. We do not gauge our words. We do not hold back. So sow seed to the cause of freedom in victory in Jesus' mighty name. I stand unequivocally on the word of God, on healing the Bible, prosperity the Bible, sin the Bible, everything, protection, the Bible. Church, the Bible.